100 years ago in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States was signed into law and officially granted 20 million American women the right to vote. This mass expansion in voting rights was the result of generations of intense activism known as the women's suffrage movement that has had a lasting legacy on the continued fight for equality in America. In recognition of the struggles and achievements of a once disenfranchised majority, Preservation Maryland is honored to present our contribution to the national efforts illuminating this important history, Ballot and Beyond. Hello, I'm Diana Bailey, Executive Director of the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. We're thrilled to partner with Preservation Maryland by expanding the Ballot and Beyond podcast project with stories of valiant Maryland women who worked for suffrage. In addition to featuring suffragists, several of these new podcasts also represent significant women whose historic contributions and achievements have led to their induction into the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame. Our mission at the Maryland Women's Heritage Center is to add her story to history to tell our story in all aspects of our lives. We are especially concerned with representing the critical intersectionality of race and gender in the history of the suffrage movement. As new documentation comes to light, we are sharing the important contributions of African Americans and many other diverse women and men who sought equality, inclusion, and justice for all. Enjoy the podcast and continue to share their stories. This episode of Ballad and Beyond, contributed by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center, was written by the former editor of Library Congress Magazine, Audrey Partington. The reader is former CNN reporter, Kaylin Thomas. Clara Barton, from the battlefield to the ballot box. Clara Barton is best known for founding the American Red Cross and nursing wounded soldiers during the Civil War. She was dubbed Angel of the Battlefield for her courageous work on the front lines at the battles of Bull Run, Antietam, Fredericksburg, Chantilly, Hilton Head, the Wilderness, and Petersburg. Lesser known is Barton's support for reform movements like free schools, abolition, and women's rights. She worked with Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and other leaders of the movement to enfranchise women. I believe I must have been born believing in the full right of women to all the privileges and positions which nature and justice accord her in common with other human beings, Barton said in one of her many speeches. As a teacher at a free school which she established in Bordentown, New Jersey, and as the first female recording clerk at the U.S. Patent Office in Washington, D.C., Barton insisted on being paid the same as her male colleagues. When the Civil War broke out, she left her job to volunteer. After the war, women's rights leaders implored Barton to come to the aid of her sex. I am very, very sorry to have taxed you with work for women's emancipation as you have done for the slaves and the soldiers, wrote Susan B. Anthony. How gloriously our movement would go on if it had the like of your hand, brain, and heart to organize, systemize, vitalize, and marshal its forces. Barton delivered stirring speeches at a number of women's suffrage conventions. When she was unable to attend, she sent letters of support. 
Anthony suggested her remarks might be an appeal from the battlefield to the ballot box to move our representatives and senators to enact justice to women. Barton blamed fatigue and illness on her inability to honor many of these requests. Acting on her doctor's advice, she went to Europe in 1869 to recuperate. The years of unsheltered days and nights, the sun and storm, dews and damp, have done their work and now with bitter tears, I turn my face away from the land I have loved so well and seek in a foreign clime perchance a little of the good strength once lent me here, she wrote in a joint letter to Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. But her rest was short-lived. Martin traveled to the front lines of the Franco-Prussian War, where she volunteered with the European Red Cross. Upon her return to the U.S. in 1873, she began working to create an American branch of the Red Cross, which was established in 1881 with her at the helm. Her assistance to victims of natural disasters like the Johnstown Flood of 1889 and the Galveston Flood of 1900 led to expanding the mission of the Red Cross to include peacetime relief efforts. In her 70s, she went to Cuba during the Spanish-American War, braving the tropical climate to distribute badly needed supplies. Hard work and dedication to a cause seemed to help Barton deal with a lifelong struggle with depression, as described in her diaries as the thin black snakes that threatened to close in. Barton spent the last 15 years of her life in Glen Echo, Maryland, where she continued to head the American Red Cross until her resignation in 1904. That year, she founded the National First Aid Society to promote local emergency medical equipment. The organization later became part of the Red Cross. At the 1904 Annual Women's Suffrage Convention held in Washington, D.C., Barton held a reception at her home in Glen Echo. Hundreds of convention members attended and were treated at their request to a display of her many medals, decorations, and memorabilia. Barton died of pneumonia in Maryland on April 12, 1912 at the age of 90. She was buried in her birthplace in North Oxford, Massachusetts. In 1974, her home in Glen Echo, which served for a time as the headquarters of the American Red Cross, became a national historic site, the first dedicated to the work of a woman. Thank you to our many Maryland's Heritage Center volunteers who researched, edited, and brought these stories to the community by reading these podcasts. Researchers and historians are always seeking information about women and their stories. Our efforts to find and document their contributions is ongoing. If you have letters, articles, memorabilia from your past or in your attic or basement, please share with us so that we can continue to fill in the unsung heroine stories for a richer understanding of Maryland women and their contributions to our history. To donate materials or to make a financial gift in support of this work, please visit ballotandbeyond.org. When you're there, you can also listen to biographies from Season 1 and see historic images and transcripts from each episode. If you're inspired by these remarkable women, please share this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, and students. And rate us on Apple Podcasts or 
head over to preservecast.org to make a donation. Thank you. Ballot and Beyond is a multimedia history project powered by Preservation Maryland and our award-winning podcast, PreserveCast. It's produced with financial support from Gallagher, Evelius, and Jones, Attorneys at Law, and the Maryland Historical Trust. With a Heritage Fund grant from Preservation Maryland and the Maryland Historical Trust, Season 2 was researched, written, and read by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. <laughs>